Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Thank you, Johnny. Yes, we are back with the afternoon uh, two hours here of uh, Sound Off on 610 KDL. And uh, as we ended our number one, we were talking about the uh, issues that are going to be priorities for the city of Duluth, according to the mayor. And uh, city council approved some of them last night. And uh, I was just running through the list of them. They've identified the top three priorities as $6.7 million to repair the Lake, Lakewood water treatment plant. That's a great old facility out there in the far east side of town. The, uh, the $14 million to renew the aerial lift bridge. And we've had that discussion over the weeks and months leading up to this, that that's kind of the number one iconic uh, symbol of Duluth. Uh, and another $15 million to $20 million to help redevelop the waterfront Lot D property, which is kind of just a continuation of the moving down from the east to the west along the waterfront and redeveloping some of those properties and making them special like jewels uh, here in the Northland. And then in addition to that, I'm glad to see that the city is looking at uh, putting some money, $10 million uh, request for the support to Spirit Valley Wellness Center. That area out there probably has more families with children uh, from at-risk situations, low-income families uh, where the kids need some support and some direction and the Valley Youth Center has given it for years and years and years and they're a fantastic organization that really helps kids in that area. Fourteen million for new airport control tower. Uh, Kenny, you've talked about that for a long time. You know, our airport our, our control tower is uh, very, very old and annotated, outdated, and it needs some uh needs some not only some uh, eye candy to it, fixing it, but it also needs the equipment repairs and updates to make us a first-class uh, air control tower. And another $7 million for repairs to the Duluth Entertainment and Convention Center. Now, where where they got into a little stickler last or Monday night was, and, and we talked about this the other day too, Kenny, was this uh, a couple of things. First of all, they they want to put some money aside, about 140000 for lobbying for the city's needs and repairs uh, down at the legislature. And you got to have that. When I was on the school board for those 12 years, we had a paid lobbyist. And I never felt bad about the money we put into that because we always got our return. We always got money back from the money that we spent. And in fact, we had, for a big period at that time, we had fantastic lobbying effort down there uh, at, at the uh, at the Capitol. And that's what the city's looking for. And they've asked uh, Taft, Stennis, and Hollister, LLC, to represent us both in uh, St. Paul and Washington, D.C. Now, again, you had a number of the city councilors that came out that said, well, we haven't had an RFP. Oh, we should have an RFP to do this. And, uh, you know, the mayor has indicated that, look, we... You know, we're about two weeks away from the start of the legislative session, and we don't have time uh, or insufficient time to get whoever we might hire up to date unless there's somebody that already knows what they're doing in that regards. <clears throat> and this Tapstennis and Hollister is a well-known firm that can do that. 
In addition to that, there was some discussions about the same thing for the representative of the Bayfront Festival Park, and uh, they they did approve, uh, so that is going to happen, the hiring of Winterfell Management uh, to take over that, and that management firm is made up of people that have done a yeoman job for the deck and in that kind of general area before. So, But again, the mayor said, look, uh, time is of the essence in filling the gap, and we, uh, I, I will pledge that I will work out that we will work for an RFP next year. And, of course, Winterfell could respond to the RFP. They would have a year already in doing the job, and if they can show in a year that they're really capable of doing this, why would you... Uh, why would you ever get on a different horse or change horses in the middle of the road? Reinhardt said he fully agreed that awarding such work without an RFP was not the ideal business practice, but because you come into it late in the cycle, it's something that needs to be done. So, and they were approved, by the way, uh, were approved by unanimous council vote, both those lobbying services. So I don't think we're in any negative situation here. The, uh, I think the city will look at, and the mayor has not been secretive about reviewing the plans for the library. He said that during his campaign, even, that he didn't necessarily agree with uh, replacing that and uh, that he thought there were some things that could be done to make it more functional and more service-oriented, uh, service and that's what they'd look at doing. Anyway... You know what? You know what? Uh, what a lot of the critics and uh, and people are saying this morning was one of the big winners out of the New Hampshire primary. They're saying Social Security was a winner. Now, why would you say that? Well, here's what they say. Uh, this is an analyst uh, an analyst review that was done by Politico. <clears throat> Politico is pretty sound organization, and they say that actually both Biden and Trump gave Social Security an enormous amount of play during the run-up to the uh, New Hampshire primary. On the Democratic side, Granite for America, a super PAC supporting the write-in efforts for Biden, sent mailers elevating Social Security protection alongside abortion rights and concerns about democracy, saying Social Security is on the line. Well, Trump has never talked about trying to rid us of Social Security or get rid of it. In fact, on the Republican side, the issue emerged as one of Trump's top lines of attack against Nikki Haley with negative ads against her over her calls. And she has done this. I've I've followed through and read up on this. She has raised the the uh, uh, attempt to raise the retirement age and kind of cut benefits for the wealthy to keep the program solvent. So, um, you know, both Donald Trump and Biden came out very strongly in uh, in supporting uh, Social Security. So that they claim that was really one of the big winners there. And And another thing that happened last night, well, actually in the last couple of days in New Hampshire— how many times have we heard Joe Biden talk about, uh, um, well, the election, the uh, election, the Trump is an election denier. 
He, he's denied the results of the election. He's an election denier. Well, during uh, the New Hampshire program in showing up in New Hampshire, Joe Biden jokingly, I guess jokingly, called Terry McAuliffe the real governor of Virginia, even though the real governor of Virginia, GOP governor Glenn Youngkin, Youngkin won the Commonwealth race against Terry McAuliffe, beat him, and became the governor. So who's the election denier when you've got we choose President truth Biden? over facts. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. There, there you go, truth over facts. I don't know, Tom, uh, from Port Wing, uh, what do you think? Uh, when the guy says, uh, I, I want to introduce you to the real governor of New York, Terry, or real governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe, that sounds like election denying to me. No, I'm going to introduce you to the real president of the United States. Uh, you call uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> I, the reason I called Brad is uh, we have a situation here in Wisconsin uh, with this Assembly Bill 975, which is, I guess, up for a vote today. I just got off the phone with a staffer for my assemblyman, very disappointed. You know, I, I told you a couple of days ago, I wasn't a believer in these uh, ballot initiatives showing where everybody's they're, they're winning every abortion issue uh, right. on these ballot issues. It's all pro-abortion, pro-abortion. Well, guess what? When I talked to the staffer this morning, he pointed to that as the reason why in Wisconsin we're getting Assembly Bill 975, which is the Republicans racing, tripping over the Democrats to get to a pro-abortion bill where they will be able to claim that they're just as much in favor of abortion as the Democrats are. And I'm pretty darn uh, upset about this. You know, we elected a lot of these people because of their pro-life position. And now what we're getting is, oh, we're going we're gonna to put out a ballot initiative. And I was told this morning, you know, the Democrats, theirs is up to 20 weeks. Ours is only up to 14 weeks. Well, the, the overwhelming majority of abortions are done before 14 weeks. So all you're doing is trading off uh, the baby gets to live a few more uh, weeks longer uh, under the Democrat bill. And, uh, you know, I, I told you that this was uh, an issue that we're not really sure about these ballot issues. Are they really winning them? Well, the Republicans are taking it seriously now, and they're trying to be the pro-abortion party in Wisconsin here. And I suggest anybody who wants to call uh, from Wisconsin... I'll give you the number. It's an 800 number, 362-9472, and they'll, they'll take you to a switchboard where you can tell them what your address is, and either it's uh, Angie Sapic out here in Lake Magman area or over here in Bayfield County, it's Chaz Green, and you can let them do some splaining to you because I had a lot of mental gymnastics thrusted upon me this morning by these staffers who are trying to defend a pro-abortion bill uh, by Republicans. So, yeah, the way I understand this, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, is that the state of Wisconsin 
right now has a bill that says that abortion is illegal after 20 weeks. Uh, I think that's the way it reads now. And this this new bill that they're trying to put on the ballot would make it 14 weeks. <laughs> so and and they're trying to justify it by saying, well, look, we already only have 20. It's just a matter of a couple of weeks in there between 14 and 20. Um, is that is that basically what's happening here? Well, and they're putting it on a ballot initiative where they're, they're basically shirking their duties as far as I'm concerned. We elected most of these people because they were pro-life. They said they were, you know, and now they're saying, oh, it's, it's going to be all on you now uh, as a, a ballot initiative. That's wrong right there. They should do their job. Uh, I, that's in the first place. Here, Brad, what's the difference if you murder the baby before 14 weeks or before 20 weeks? Is it a whole heck of a lot of difference? Why, I asked them, why do you want to be the party that uh, it wants to stand next to these Democrats on a pile of baby bodies, 70 million babies piled high, and because it's a winning election issue is what I was told. And I said, yeah. why don't you die on, on this hill on a matter of principles, not on a matter of, oh, I won't get elected next time. I don't care if you don't get elected. I wouldn't care if I got reelected. I'm not going to shirk all my morals because I'm going to get elected again. I says there's there's a time when you actually put the flag on a hill and say this is the hill I'm going to die on. And the you know, I, I, get I don't know. I don't know how much you you read about some of this uh, some of this testimony that went on yesterday before this hearing about this bill, but it was rather frightening to me when I read some of this stuff. They brought in some medical students from the University of Wisconsin, yeah, who was uh, who supported full term abortion. This one woman who is becoming a doctor, she said that if 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 the state of Wisconsin uh, changes this law and makes it harder to get an abortion. She wouldn't want to be a doctor in Wisconsin. She wants the right to be able to come to uh, have an abortion, to give an abortion to a woman right up to the day of of delivery. Well, you know, Brad, she shouldn't let the door hit her in the backside on the way out of Wisconsin, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But you, we already have an assembly in New York that said two weeks. After the baby is born, and they were oh my God. when they passed that, you know, let the wow. baby sit on the table, and then we'll kind of decide. Well, maybe she's not going to be a good mom, so she really doesn't want this job. So then we'll off the baby. It's yeah. it's kind it of only gets worse, Brad. It doesn't get better on this abortion issue. It isn't like they start to see the light. All they see is, uh, let's see how high we can pile the bodies. That's what we're interested in. And then we'll get reelected. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and Kamala are actually, this is part of their, their campaign sloganery and everything. I mean, yeah. they're going full force on abortion is, you know, Joe Biden and abortion. Uh, Kamala Harris and abortion. Vote for us. Really? There are some twisted individuals running for office. So, you know, I, I, I thank you, Tom. I, I got to tell you, you, I'd be a little bit frightened by a doctor 
that actually said, mm, you know what, I'd like to be able to give abortion right up to the date, the, right up to where the baby's coming down the birth canal. That's frightening. Listen, folks, what else is frightening is if you if your car is not ready for the winter season or if you've got some problems, you've had some uh, maintenance issues that maybe you've been putting off, it might, you know what, with gas prices today, you need a vehicle that is fixed and has maximum fuel efficiency. And that can happen at Hendrickson's Auto Repair, a Napa Auto Care Center with the 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty on some qualified services and repairs. They are your trusted, locally-owned family business with trustworthy technicians, extensively experienced with Subarus. And, Matt, Matt, I've told you before, if I owned a Subaru, there's no place I'd take it because they got the best trained techs in the country. But even above and beyond that, they've got a vast knowledge of all auto repairs. They get it right the first time. Visit them today, Henriksen's Auto Repair on Facebook, or simply pick up the phone and dial 218-606-1145. They can be found at the corner of 15th Avenue East and 2nd Street in Duluth. Henriksen's Auto. Get it fixed right right from the beginning. Your car will purr for it. We'll be right back after this break. KDAL time is 1228 overcast. Extremely mild for a January 24th, Brad, and uh, currently 33 degrees in Canal Park. And I want to play this soundbite for you. I found it. This was uh, MSNBC, and these are two young men. Uh, they are got to be in their early 20s. And, uh, well, here, let's just hear this. Okay, you ready? Okay. Oh, okay, okay here we go. Stand by. And I've been speaking to voters all day, and there's really been two types of voters, generally, who I've been speaking to. One, registered Democrats who are writing in Joe Biden as a show of solidarity, a symbolic show of solidarity with the president. And the other, which, uh, which is an undeclared voter who has a more liberal-leading ideology and who seems to be voting for Nikki Haley, almost strategically. And one of those voters is with me right now, Christian, a freshman from Dartmouth, you know, or Dartmouth College, rather. Christian, who did you vote for and why? Yes, so thank you. I voted for Nikki Haley, and it was certainly a strategic vote. Um, I think the DNC is fairly resolute in their nomination for Joe Biden. Uh, and while I wouldn't vote for her in a general election, particularly on our differences with uh, climate change solution, a woman's right to bodily autonomy or uh, incarceration rates, I think a vote for Nikki Haley is, helps diminish Trump's influence in the RNC and their nomination, but is also a vote towards democracy. And Christian is emblematic of so many conversations that I've had here throughout the day. So there you go, Brad. Um, is this is this what voting has become? And I know it's the primary, and I know they've done this in the past yeah. in New Hampshire, and this is the way they roll. But uh, so uh, climate change, uh, women's rights on abortion, <laughs> democracy, and in, incarceration rates, and just to keep Trump uh, out of the picture, so to speak. And this is bizarre That's stuff. That's really. That's really what it's about, Kenny. I mean, I read you that piece from CNN this morning. CNN did a poll, an exit poll, and they found that 7 out of 10 voters for Nikki Haley admitted that they were not registered voters. They were not voting because she was the best candidate on the Republican side. They were either Democrats or they were independents, and they were simply voting for Nikki Haley 
to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, which didn't work out anyway. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but that's their process. And and so that says now we had a caller in the first hour. I think it might have been the rug man that said, uh, you know, are we sure that the <clears throat> basically that the are we sure the systems are in place to make sure that there's no shenanigans that go on in this election? I don't think so. We already have seen it now. We've we've seen it in New Hampshire where it's allowed. In other words, that's kind of their bailiwick in New Hampshire is that in the primaries, they allow you to vote for anybody you want to either to put somebody on the ballot or to keep somebody off the ballot. It's a weird and strategy. It, it didn't Brad. work. It, it didn't work. It is. And if you're a no. Republican, Nikki Haley, and your voter base is Democrats, <laughs> we got some bad news for you. <laughs> you um, yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> I mean, they got some bad news for you going into your home state here next week. Yeah, let me, that ain't going to work. <laughs> let me play one more for you. This is a sh- a much shorter one, Brad. This is a voter being interviewed by CNN. I believe this is uh Oh, what's her name? Caitlin, uh, um, that uh, reporter for CNN. Anyways, here's a voter in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, It's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared... You voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. What is the... <laughs> this Nikki is, Haley. This is crazy stuff. I mean... See, they're, I, they're I, not even trying to hide it, Ken. No, they're, no, they're, they're not. They're not even trying to hide their disgust for Trump. Yeah. Um, I've got a new nickname, and this is one I made up. Um, I, I Now, I could be uh, that somebody else has already said this, but uh, Nikki Haley is now Nikki Cheney. Boy, that's pretty pretty close to home. I mean, it really is. You have to ask the question, too, of Nikki Haley. It, it appears from all angles that you don't have a way forward. Why are you continuing to do this? When, when, the, when the ballot issues and the... And the the numbers are going to get even worse for you as you go into your own home state and as you head into southern states that are really profoundly hardcore Donald Trumpers. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it really because you do want to offer America a future, a new future, or are you doing it simply because you want to try to keep Donald Trump off the off the ballot? Nikki Cheney. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> Nikki Cheney. Sorry to confuse some of your listeners, but I think most of them get it. I think most of them probably get it. Most of them understand it pretty well. And again, I mean, these the quotes that that Kenny was playing this morning. These people weren't trying to hide it at all. No, and and the polls, the poll that was done by CNN. Just 31 minutes after, I mean, 31 minutes after the race, after the clo- polls closed, uh, the Associated Press called the race for, for Trump. 31 minutes. And this poll, the exit poll, 
makes a shocking statement. I think CNN, New Hampshire uh, lose require loose requirements allowed for voters to cross over, and they were voting for Nikki Haley not because they thought she was the best candidate, simply because they thought she might be the candidate that could somehow keep Donald Trump off the ballot, and it didn't work, and and it it showed the way Senate senators like John Cornyn and Debbie Fisher uh, from Nebraska. They immediately, within minutes after the polls closed, came out and endorsed Donald Trump because they know that the step forward or the, you know, the movement forward is just not there for Nikki Haley. It just isn't. And uh, and yet she's and why? Well, probably because she's got this myriad of, uh, you know, less than desirable conservative Big, deep-pocket people that are putting money into her campaign. Big money. Big, Big money. money. Yep. Yes. Yep. And so she doesn't want to turn against them, but, you know, it just isn't going her way. Well, did we do CB? Did we do CBS? We don't. I think we did. No, oh, we, we did not. So let's do that. But real quickly, Brad, 96% of the vote has been counted in New Hampshire. 96%. Donald Trump, 544 Nikki Haley, 43.3. Yeah. Just not there, even with all of the independents and all of the hate Trump haters. Oh. It didn't work. And Mike Pence got 378 votes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike Pence. All right. Well, we'll be back after CBS News. KDAL time is 1240, 34 degrees in Canal Park. We're above freezing. My goodness, the winds are light out of the southwest. And Brad, on the phone, we do have Justin from AirServe. And Justin wants to talk to you about polar bears. Polar bears? Well, Commandant, uh, what I want to do is I want to give you an update on Floodwood High School polar bear basketball. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. Yeah, polar bears <laughs> that you're familiar with, my friend. Yes. I'll tell you what, Brad, I did a girls' varsity basketball game at Floodwood, and I certainly hope those girls' parents are listening. That number 21 that plays for the girls' varsity at Floodwood, she is the boss out there, Brad. I tell you, that's worth every bit of $6 to go and watch her play. No kidding. What's her name? Do you you know? Well, I don't want to say it on the air in case that's inappropriate, but... But she is a sophomore this year. I believe she has a younger sister on the team that's an eighth grader. And, Brad, I did one of her games the other day. She's got two more years of high school, and she is already mopping the floor with people. She's absolutely amazing. Wow. Amazing. You know, there's a, there's a few of them around. There's a girl up at MIB that's incredible like that. And there's a yep, uh, yep. The, the Cromwell had one a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. yep. Just superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MIB is always going to produce good girls basketball players. You're always going to have some stars coming out of the girls program at South Shore High School out in Port Wing. Uh, your your high school, uh, my former high school, school. I mean, there there are some schools around here that uh, habitually put out some very very good girls basketball players, and Floodwood is one of them. Let me give you a quick one: purple, gold, yeah. and white. Fight, fight, fight! Purple, gold, and white. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember that chant for when I was in high school, and when we would play Floodwood at Floodwood, all the Esco fans, we would have our, our chant, which we'd stomp on the floor and say, this is our house, and we'd do that one over again. And people get real mad oh, when yeah. you're the visiting team and you're doing the this is our house chant. They don't like that. 
Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so tell me, uh, okay, that was the polar bear deal, but, you know, this is a mild year so far. I mean, relatively mild. People are probably spending less money for their heat, but you really got to have a good unit to make sure you're efficiently heating your home, don't you? you? You certainly do. And I'll tell you what, Brad, you're correct. We've had a very, very mild winter. But I have been out and about on the weekends for more uh, after-hours types appointments than I have last year or the year before. So, again, that's not necessarily indicative of weather because systems have age on them, and they go down and they go down regardless of the temperature outside. But both of my appointments of the day today are working with people that have boiler systems. My first customer has a uh, floor-mounted, atmospherically vented fuel oil boiler that we're going to be getting rid of and an electric tank water heater going to that combi system. And uh, Mike and I will be going out to a customer's house in Saginaw a little bit later, and they have two thermoelectric electric boilers that are running off of interruptible power that is heating their house and the pole building. So in both cases, Ooh, we're doing the same system, which is a high-efficiency propane combi boiler. So we're getting everything okay. up off the floor, and we're eliminating tanked water heaters. Those are the two basics that your listeners need to know. You know, it, it's really good to get the systems up off the floor for a couple of reasons. First of all, if you get any water damage later on or leaking into the house, it can be a problem. Correct. So yeah, and, that's a good idea. And Brad, my first appointment of the day, that is precisely what happened. They had about six or eight inches of standing water down in the basement. So now we have heating elements and other components of floor-mounted appliances that have been sitting in standing water that are compromised. So this is an oh. insurance claim, but also an opportunity. Uh, your insurance claim is going to pay out based on what you have, not based on what it costs to replace it with an upgrade. But you got a lot of good money going towards that uh, system upgrade. We're going to change the fuel source. We're going to change the type of fuel, the cost of the fuel, the efficiency at which it is burned. So now we're changing utility expenses. And, Brad, we take that 50-gallon electric tank water heater off of peak electricity on Lake Country Power, and that person's power bill is going to drop $55 a month. Nice. That's how much it costs. That's the thing, Brad. We don't get an itemized bill from an electrical utility provider. You and I have talked about this. So our bill yeah. goes up, our bill goes down, but we, we're not getting an itemized bill from the electrical company that tells us how much it costs to run the microwave and the TV and the furnace. And We don't get that. We just get a bill with a dollar amount on it. And so sometimes it's hard to appreciate the electrical savings that we're able to accomplish with these new systems, but it's there. You have to look at your bill and say, well, if I hadn't done this, it would have been that much higher. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, there's no sense in throwing good money after bad. If you've got a good system, if you and if you talk to uh, if you talk to AirServe, if you talk to our friend here, uh, you are going to make sure he's going to make sure that you got a system that's functioning the way it should be and not costing you bad money. So, Justin, how do we get a hold of you? How do we get a hold of AirServe to have you come out and take a look at what we got? Well, your listeners pick up a telephone and dial an easy phone number, 218-879-SERV, S-E-R-V. And our website is AirServe.com, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Say, I, I got one last question for you. When, when you yes, were sir. up there repping that game in, in Floodwood, uh, was, there, was there still talk going around in the citizens about building a shrine uh, or a, a, scal- a sculpture of me out in front of the building? Brad, I, I mean, I... Some of that topic has come up on more than one occasion, and I have done everything in my power to encourage it because I think it's a wonderful idea. 
No, I think it should be talked down. I, I get embarrassed every time it comes up. <laughs> Well, you know, it's no different than me going to the barn to watch a wilderness hockey game or to watch my CEC Lumberjacks play. What are those banners I see up in the rafters? Those are all of the awesome players that CEC has produced over the years. And then uh, pictures of them in their professional NHL uniforms. We've got a lot of Stanley Cup winners that have come out of Cloquet. You bet there are. Lots of them. Brad, you have to be one of the most dynamic graduates or former attendees of Floodwood High School, so if they want to honor you, you should let them do it. Uh, Nah, I I, I don't need that. It's just another issue. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, my friend. friend. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Only if the statue has you smoking a cigar. That's it. Yeah. It's got to be with a cigar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> so Floodwood well, uh, plays, I've got their schedule up here, Brad. Okay. Um, let's go back and uh, see where that, where, okay, here we go. Uh, Floodwood is going to play again at home. This is their next home game. Tuesday, January 30th, they're going to be home against Deer River. Ho, 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 ho. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's, uh, in fact, Deer River that might be who my granddaughter is playing tonight. Uh, my granddaughter, by the way, is a member of the MIB girls basketball team. Ah. And I think they played Deer River tonight, if I remember right. Okay. So anyway, so, well, uh, yeah. listen, we're at that point, Kenny. We got to go. Our, we got to do our Minnesota news break. But let me let me give you one quick quote from last night from Donald Trump as he was talking about his victory. He said. He said, I'm very honored by the support that we received from voters and declared that the Republican Party is very united behind this candidacy. And then a reporter, uh, one of the reporter asked him, uh, should uh, asked him if he felt that Nikki Haley should suspend her, suspend her campaign. He said, I don't know. She should. He said that exact like that. I don't know. She should. She should because, and this is the point, she should because otherwise we have to keep wasting money instead of spending it on Biden. Trump said if she doesn't drop out, we have to waste money instead of spending it on Biden, which should be our focus. Anyway, with that said, let's go to our Minnesota news break and then we'll come back. KDAL time is 12.52. I've got another soundbite here. This was from Joe Biden last night, Brad. I don't know if okay. you caught this or not, but there's something definitely wrong with him. Is it is it articulate? Will I be able to no. understand what he's saying? No, no <laughs> nobody can understand. But this was, I believe this was last night. Uh, here it is. Okay. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. We're not sure what he says here. Valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Don't mess with something in America. Middle America. I don't know. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah, they were screaming and holding defend choice in the background and uh, Biden-Harris. And uh, that was Joel last night. Well. I want to I want to use this last couple of minutes here in this hour before we take our top of the hour break uh, to to let people know, you know, we mentioned it yesterday that uh, uh, Congressman Pete Stauber, who has represented the 8th District admirably, uh, you know, he there's nobody that stands up for the iron workers, the iron range more 
than Pete Stauber. And he knows the Iron Range from the Iron Ridge. Um, but the DFLers are once again bringing out UMD economic professor Jen Schultz, who, uh, you know, had, had uh, I think she served eight years as a DFL state legislature. Uh, she lost her bid to Stauber in 2020 by about 14 points. Schultz uh, was sharing, uh, when she announced her announcement, was sharing a platform with uh, the governor, Tim Walls, and, and the former representative, Rick Nolan, at her campaign kickoff. And she expects a better result this year. Now, if she gets a better result, how is it going to happen? Well, the DFL has chosen this particular race against Congressman Pete Stauber. They want to see him gone because they held that seat for many, many years. Uh, you know, and and uh, Rick Nolan held it for a few years, but not, you know, he couldn't keep it. And the district started becoming more and more conservative, more and more valued of America. And so what you're going to see happen this year, though, is you are going to see tons of out-of-district money pouring into this race from all over the country, from DFL stalwarts all over the country. There's going to be a major effort to fill Jen Schultz's uh, coffers with money coming in from wherever, from all these packs and every place else. So I would just say with a word of caution, if you have a couple of bucks laying around and you want to support a good, solid, conservative congressman, Pete Stauber, yeah, I would I would write a check out and send it. I know I will be doing that because I truly uh, admire the job that he has done representing the 8th District. And um, I think, you know, we... we uh, we as conservatives, like myself, and I'm an avowed conservative, there's no doubt about it, we think that he does a, a good job representing us. So, and, and that's just a word of caution, because I think if you if you don't do something like that, if you don't take a proactive response uh, to support him, then the, the money will come pouring in. And as Lou Lotto used to say, he hates money in politics, but it's the mother's milk of politics. It buys ads, it buys postcards, it buys lawn signs, and it needs to happen uh, to keep a candidate in office. So that's just a word of caution. Anyway, a couple of other comments that came out about the results last night. And and these people are basically stating what should be stated. Republican National Chairman, Chairwoman Rona McDaniel came out and said, looking, looking at the math and the path, path going forward, I don't see it for Nikki Haley. McDaniel told Fox News, I think she's a great campaign. I think she had a great campaign, but I do not think there is a I, I do think there is a message that's getting out to the voters, which is very clear. We need to re we need to reunite around our eventual nominee, which is going to be Donald Trump. And we need to make sure that we beat Joe Biden. It's 10 months away until November, and we can't wait any longer to put foot on the gas to beat the worst president, to beat a president that's kept our borders open, allowed fentanyl to pour through, allowed inflation to go rampant. He's hurting the American people, and we need to do everything we can to unite so that we can defeat him. And boy, I'll tell you what, she said a mouthful, but it was a good mouthful. 
<clears throat> and that's really what this is all about. Well, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some a few more outlines uh, of what happened last night. But again, Donald Trump won 55.5, I think it was, to 42 point something. Even though a huge turnout of independent and Democratic voters voted for Nikki Haley. And it's not going to get any better for Nikki going into her home state next week, where the odd uh, the polling numbers show a huge uh, win for Trump again. Anyway, folks, uh, get some coffee. Rejoin us. We'll be coming back with another full hour here on uh, 610 KDAL with more so- sound off. So <laughs> I was going to say sound off. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I think. Neither did I, Brad. That's funny. Neither did I. I was watching that hockey game last night. Yeah, and, so uh, did I. Minnesota Wild, big win, 5-3 to three over Washington. We're going to listen to Wild Hockey next Thursday, this Thursday. Thursday night. Uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock at home against Nashville. Uh, go wild. But uh, real quickly, we got about 30 seconds. So Fox Business just put up a CBS News YouGov poll. And this was uh, 28 over uh, t- uh, nearly uh, 2,900 U.S. adult residents. And okay. Trump versus Biden in the 2024 general election. It's close, Brad. Trump 50%. Biden, 48. Oh, yeah. I th- no, I think it, you know, I, that's the scary part is that it doesn't seem like it should be that close. I mean, this this guy, this current president we have is oh, just, I don't know. He's, uh, well, he's not even uh, understandable most of the time. Anyway, we'll be back shortly with much more. <laughs> 